over the course of nine years, my father, Stephen, son of Robert and Lillian, memorized over 90 quotes that he recites daily. In each podcast, a quote is randomly picked out of a hat and then discussed. Many of the quotes relate in one way or the other to the dreams course that Stephen is currently teaching. Welcome back to the Dreams Course podcast. I'm Stephen, son of Lillian and Robert. And I'm Michael, son of Stephen and Judith. There we go. Um, why don't we just dive right in? What do we got? Oh my God. It's a quote from you. Oh no. What? (laughs) What is it? Now I'm scared. Oh my God. Fear creates limitation. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're now laughing at my (laughs) quote. (laughs) That's just not going to build my confidence. There's so many scary words in this sentence. (laughs) 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 All right. Fear creates limitations and uncertainties that lead to negative situations and outcomes. God, that's negative. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I, all right. Let me explain before even talking about the quote. I don't have everyone isn't a, you know, a positive woo-woo, everything is perfect. And and so every once in a while, I want to remind myself that when I give in to fear, it's creating nothing but negativity and limitation and uncertainty. If you live through fear and a lot of fear, you know, it's putting me on guard. That's all that's there for, because it's not there. There's no positive thing there. Okay, so the first line is, fear creates limitations. Well, and limitations it really does, though, because when you're fearful, you're contracting. And the reason it's so scary is, as a person, you feel when you're fearful that you have no other options in front of you. And you're completely slammed to the floor by fear. So it's a really, for me, it's a calling to remember myself, fight fear. Hmm. You know, it's, it's the, in many ways, it's the enemy. Or some people say, you know, the goal is to not believe in fear because the world is so expansive, so creative. Why in the world would I be celebrating kind of a negative, contracted uh, view of life? And yet, most of the people in my course that I deal with Fear's the number one issue. Totally. And recently you introduced me to the idea of pronoia, which is the opposite of paranoia. Oh, yeah. So paranoia being that the universe is conspiring against you. Right. And pronoia being that the universe is conspiring with you. Right. Or for you. For you. Um, forces are out there ready to go, to go to war for you. Yeah. But if you're in fear, they can't go to war. Right. And fear comes from that survival instinct but it also it makes its way into you know the rest of our psychology well it's interesting because i think fear began when we were less evolved we were in the mammalian phase and it was exactly what you said was an instinct to let you know a potential predator was around nearby danger and then when we developed the neocortex and which developed the mind it can be helpful, can help you problem solve. That's where the combination of fear and the mind came together and created a nightmare. 
Yeah. Because once the mind gets chatting and starts talking, oh my God, what's going to happen? And this is scary. That gets all translated into the body. I first heard this uh, through Alex Curtin, who's my mentor in Israel and just a tremendous man and, and teaches gyrokinetics. And he's the first one who said to me, the body experiences everything in the present tense. The mind experiences everything in the past and the future. So you get fear up into that mind area, which already can go crazy. And suddenly, you know, you're at an enormous, uh, you're really coping. And so it's out of balance. We're, we, we fear too much, and that's being caused not by our body, it's being caused by our minds. Yeah, and especially when you want your mind and your body to be kind of good friends. Yeah, well, that's always been a theme in literature is the battle between the heart and the mind, the heart being the body and the mind being what it is. And in fact, Herman Hesse's uh, novels, um, almost all of them are dealing with the the war between these two sides of yourself. But does it have to be a war? I don't know. I mean, I think over, ultimately you should you should integrate them. But in his book Goldman and Narcissus, Goldman is the heart, and Narcissus is the 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 mind. One is a priest, and one is a kind of a vagabond with no agenda <laughs> and you know and watching these two lives live separate lives and and do they come together is what the book's about so i i just think that we we've, we've lived in time where we've created so much mental fear and addic- really it's kind of an addiction to fear oh i th- i think definitely definitely there's this thing that Alex uh, had said to me the other day, which I think is really kind of a nice little, <laughs> to go with the quote I gave you, might as well go with this one, that fear, from fear comes uh, worry, and from worry comes stress, and from stress comes helplessness, and from helplessness comes hopelessness, and from hopelessness becomes depression. Yeah, it's a chain reaction, huh? It's a chain it's a chain reaction if you don't stop it at a certain point and confront it and change the tapes of fear. You you must realize that just because you're feel for fearful, it doesn't mean you have anything to be fearing of. You're just reacting to your fear. So you need to stand up to fear and say, I'm not listening to today. I mean, this is all the stuff we kinda do in the course. That fear after it creates limitation well. It creates limitations and uncertainties, saying what if, what if, what if. Right. Always what if, you know, never present tense, never sort never, of. Never, ever. Yeah. Remember what happened two years ago and you didn't, weren't paying attention and you got a speeding ticket? Well, what could happen again today? We're on a road, <laughs> just looks just like it. Could you shut up, please, voice? Shut up. Yeah. And it's such a loud voice. You know, I, I talk about in the course, the orchestra of voices are different voices we have. And the negative, fearful voice is so present and it needs to, it needs to tone way down. I, the first thing you have to do is recognize when the voice is showing up. And start breathing again. And if you can take the negative voice that is speaking to you 
and literally in the same time frame, the magic of being able to, here we are, back to perception, if you magically can say to that fear, I'm not listening to you. You're not going to bring me anything good. Um, and I've done more of that, and that's incredibly um, liberating because you're not victimized by fear. You're fighting back uh, against it. Tell it to sort of vote, Jay. Speak softly. Maybe even silence it. Well, you can never, the thing is, I don't think you can ever silent because there are real moments of real danger and stuff like that. But you can, it's a virus. You can, you know, you can put on a mask and put some <laughs> distance between yourself and I like that. Uh, and the virus. Socially, and, di- we should be socially distancing from fear right now. Yeah, socially distancing. Culturally. And when we put, if we put on masks, it may not recognize us. And we say, no, Stephen's that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's. Our oh, my God. Thing. That's the country I want to live in. Oh. What are, what We're are, doing six feet between us and fear. Yeah, I'm putting six feet. I'm not going to listen to you if you come any closer. Yeah, we can hang out outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be outside. You can even look in the windows, but you cannot come <laughs> in without our permission. I'll sit down with you for a chat. You know, outside. Glad to hear it. Glad to have a chat, but I'm going to still wear my mask with you. No doubt. Even if we're at two, ma- I'm wearing double mask for you. Double mask. You're getting the best mask in the world, and um, just to just understand, we're going to be operating under my terms now, not your terms. <laughs> Now, if you can develop that voice, and for women, that's the animus voice. That's the male part of them. If they can develop that, which has been beaten down through centuries of nonsense, if they can strengthen that animus voice, then it can stand up to the fear that they're experiencing very strongly. And um, and, and in that moment of doing that, you've changed the tape. You've changed the perception. Fear doesn't fear doesn't own you. Fear does not own you. What a what a what a blessing that would be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do you relate to fear and I mean to this quote and where fear is in your life? Because you you seem pretty um bold and daring and kind of taking on the positive aspects of living and all that sort of thing do you uh, do you have fears that get in your way yeah, of course of course I have don't fears. say please don't say money <laughs> <laughs> no nah. like what what kind of fear might you have my fear is that human beings aren't ever gonna figure it out okay but for you being here right now <laughs> how how are you approaching that trying to figure it out you are but you, are you scared of that or you find that exciting? no I, I find it empowering no the more i learn the more the more i try to understand and understand it for its complexities not try to understand it as this simple thing but the I- irony there is that try to actually the more i understand things as both complex and also simple it's more enjoyable I don't know if that makes sense. I think it does. It, it make, I, like, I think I understand that. Like, I, don't try to do too much 
and understand that the world is complex and you can by shifting your perception you can enjoy more you can you can there's not going to be a single a singular kind of answer uh other than just trying to stay, go with the flow right you know and being feeling like you've prepared yourself to 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 succeed set yourself up for for success i say that during surfing all the time i'm like oh you blew it on that last wave it's because you didn't set yourself up for success. You weren't in the. You didn't put yourself in the right place at the right time, and you can put yourself in the right place at the right time by reading the ocean. It's talking to you. It's telling you information through the waves that are coming in off the horizon, the wind and such. So, put yourself in the right place. Like, cooperate with the universe, and it will give you a pretty good damn you know good ride. You bring positive energy which is expansive and as you get older and stuff like that it becomes harder to manufacture that you know you just get set in your way so well that, I, I mean that's what it says here you know fear creates limitations the opposite of, of fear would then expand you know right it's exp- and yeah. and you can and the mind can find a ocean full of fear wouldn't you rather live in a world that is limitless that it's undefined because it's limitless than defined into you know fear yeah that's why i like the quote because it says it creates limitation and uncertainty limitations it creates limitations it's not expansive we know the fear is fake because it's not expansive and everything else in the universe is expansive Creativity is expansive. Definitely. You know, whatever form that is, that's that's the dance. That's the rhythm. So to bring, introduce fear into the equation is what a bummer. And, you know, I mean, what, what he'll bring the party down. He'll big time because he'll, he'll be putting in, in, in the name of good intentions. I just wanted to give you a warning so nothing bad will happen to you. Well, now I'm thinking about what could have bad happened to me before I was excited. I think Mary Marianne Williamson yeah. touched on it a little bit in her in her presidential run. Yeah. But that is the sort of consciousness shift that we need in our in our country right now is to go from a world that is so constrained, so limited and defined by fear and defined by stress and anxiety and worry and money, 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 always money, always money into a world that is expansive and more liberated in, in wanting to take care of ourselves, wanting to take care of this planet, wanting to take care of each other. Mm. Why is that such a fucking hard concept? to grasp it is so much more easy on your mind and on your body to to just want to care about people to care about yourself to care to love life that's such a it's the dichotomy of everything because for mass murders and serial killers and just brutality and domestic violence and all that stuff there's also Beethoven and Einstein and r- amazing science scientists around the world and leaders. I mean, it's filled with people that get that vision. 
but at the same time, the polar opposite is going on. So the real question is, it, are we going to be able to survive as a species? Look at me like as if I knew anything about species. <laughs> so pretentious. Stop it, Stephen. But if in a, in a way, will we survive it? Which side of our, the dark side, will it, the shadow side of ourselves, will that be the final victor and, and pollute the earth and bring destruction? Or will the, the open, expansive, creative spirit win the war? Because right now they're, they're in war. But I think, um, I guess I would respond by saying, that we are our species will not last forever that is the lesson of history that right species can have you know epic runs of 250 million years and right. die out and be as big as a and building yeah and go wow and then they're gone and then they're gone and so instead of limiting our our interpretation of life to even our own species why not uh, transcend that to the level of consciousness. Con- let consciousness, will consciousness live on? Mm. Will That's, spirit live on? I'm thinking more and more and reading more and more about consciousness and I'm doing this meditation with Sam Harris every day and the consciousness seems to be the big thing and it's the message I'm getting back is whatever you perceive reality to be, that's who you are. So if you choose fear and limitation, that's who you are. If you choose to be an expansive person, that's reality. Of course. It, the consciousness is fluid. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, I'm just at the kind of beginning parts of this, but, um, you know, I think that's that's uh, an, important, uh, an important factor of all, all this kind of discussion. So... Back to the quote, it's there for all the reasons we've just been discussing. It's there to remind me that the goal is not to be fearful. And when it shows up, have the strength to fight back at it. You know, don't don't give in to it. Don't get flattened by it. Yeah, to say it's always going to be there, like you said. That's, what I, that's one of my big takeaways is, like, I, I was naive enough to say, like, you can just silence it. No. But no you learn to hear it and go, actually, I'm not going to let you define this moment unless you're out there to try to save my back. Yeah, and I don't think you are. You sound like you are, but you're really not. You're putting doubt into my mind about my decisions. Yeah. And in that sense. But if I choose to see fear in a perceptive, in a friendly perception, then I can view fear as it's not evil or bad. It's just doing what it thinks its job because it doesn't know better and it's not disciplined and it's my job to discipline It can fear. be a teacher. And it, it is a teacher because if you can overcome it and not let it control your life, that's big growth. And individuation is only about growth. In fact, that's a nice way for me to end what I have to say about this. Individuation is growth. If you're in a fearful state, you cannot grow. You are, it's a path to psychic death, internal to disease, an attack on your immunity system. But when you don't, when you go the opposite way, 
doors open. Yeah. All good for me. It seems yeah, as though you were hurt once before. Don't be afraid anymore. Now's the time to believe in your heart. Now's the time to be sure. Now's the time to be sure. The Dreams Course is a one-on-one program done through phone calls with Stephen, using dream interpretation and reading Herman Hesse's Damien. For more information about the Dreams Course, email Stephen at csmoke at optonline.net. S-E-A-S-M-O-K-E at O-P-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot net. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and come back for the next episode. We have many, many more quotes to get to. Thank you.